Welcome to Too Many Podcasts, the podcast about podcasts. Now, podcasting from the Sherpa Chalet on Mount Podcastia, here's your host, Jim, the Podcast Sherpa. Hey there, all you rebels of the Sherpa Lucian. Welcome back to Too Many Podcasts. Yes, it's another week. We're back. We made it. Wow. A whole seven days has passed since last you heard this voice. <laughs> This voice, which is very scratchy right now, but that's okay. I've been keeping real busy with a lot of interviews lately. Thank you so much, Mr. Stephen Joyner. I guess I'll probably be thanking him for quite some time because I have quite a few interviews. I'll be talking to all sorts of people about all sorts of shows. You know me. I like to mix it up. And we will be heading towards the finale soon of season two. But don't worry, season three will be... Hopefully, just as good, if not better, than season two. And we hope that you keep coming back every week and that you're spreading the word and you're leaving a nice review, maybe on Apple Podcasts, to tell people to watch the show or even leave a nice word on Stitcher.com or iHeartRadio. You know, the more you help spread the word, the more listeners we can get and the bigger the Sherpolution will be. Viva la Sherpolution. And guess what? Yes, finally, I know, it's, it's, it's... It's theme week, it's theme week, it's theme week. So now that you know that, do you have your ears? Are you packed and ready to go to Disney? We're going to Disney. No, not literally, just in the podcast. Who's our guest today, Sherpa? My guest's name is Bryce Bankard this week and we had a great conversation about all things Disney and he is a huge Disney fan and we talked about some of his favorite things to do in the parks and some of the other stuff that's going on with Disney because you know Disney it's a big conglomerate so they touch a lot of different areas and you know something I'll bet that there are lots of audiobooks at audible.com about Disney and the whole Disney world because you know today's podcast brought to you by Audible and you can get, you know, you can sing it along with me, a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash Sherpa. And there's over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. I imagine if the Seven Dwarves each had a collection of books, that's about 49 books or something like that altogether. Oh, you know what? Before we head on down to the listening room at the Sherpa Chalet, let's go to the mailbox. Whatever you do, just don't go to the mailbox. And this is an actual email that I got addressed to Jim the Podcast Sherpa at gmail.com, which is, of course, where you can write me. But I want to read an actual letter that I got, and of course it says, this message seems dangerous. Gee, I wonder why. All right, I apologize for the pronunciation on this. This is from Afzal Ahmed at AOL.com, because, you know, why wouldn't he be on AOL.com? So he says, Asalmu alakam, my dear friend. I am Mr. Afzal Ahmed, the chief operating officer with my bank, and I want to inform you that an amount of U.S. dollars, $37.3 million, will be moved on your name 
as the foreign business partner to our late deceased customer, Mr. Barry Brian Floyd. I need your help to receive this money as we shall give the money in the ratio of 60 to 40%. You will receive this amount through a bank wire transfer. Please send your full names, direct telephone numbers, and home address. More details how to claim this form will be given upon your reply. Your quick response will be highly appreciated. Yeah, you know, this sounds like a guy I want to write back to. I'm sure there's $37.3 million just waiting for me to deposit into my little bank account. Hey, you know what? I'll have enough money for socks. Ooh, this is good. This is good. Okay, you know what? I'm going to respond to this email in the meantime, but check out the conversation that I had with Mr. Bryce in the conference room about all things Disney. Hey there, all you rebels of the Sherpolution. Tonight we are talking to B-R-I-C-E. That's right, his name is Bryce. He <laughs> is the host of two podcasts, the Nocturnal Disney Podcast, as if you could tell, and also Twilight Thoughts. And he's coming to us from where else but Florida, of course, because if you, you know Disney, you got to be down in Florida, right? How's it going, exactly. Bryce? Exactly. I'm doing really well, man. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, it's a pleasure having you. Why don't you tell a little bit about yourself? Oh, man, I've grown up in Florida. I was born and raised in uh, southwest Florida. That's where I live now. I'm about three hours away from Disney. And I started going to Disney when I was two years old. And it was just something that I've always loved. It was something that I always really enjoyed. It was always something that I just enjoyed talking about with friends. Then, in 2010, I had gotten married and still went to Disney, still enjoyed it. And then in 2015, I got divorced. Now, what a lot of people don't realize is when they get married, you also gain a captive audience. And they have to listen to you no matter what you're talking about. And then, now, my wife was gone, so I, could, I had no one to talk to. So I'm like, what can I do to kind of fill this void of needing to talk to somebody about Disney. And about two years prior to that, I had found podcasts. I had found it with Serial. And I'm like, let me look into this. And I was like, that's a fairly cheap thing to do. It's a fairly cheap hobby. I have nothing but time on my hands. Let's go. Let's do it. And so that's when I, I did it. I started back in uh, 2016 uh, when The Jungle Book came out. And you said that Twilight Thoughts came as a result of a story that you saw? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the two shows, the Nocturnal Disney podcast is the main show, and I have a co-host on that now, and they end up being longer-form episodes just because me and my co-host are going back and forth having a discussion. You know what I'm saying? However, Twilight Thoughts is just me. You know, so I'll go in there and I'm like, look, this is the story I wanted to talk about. And I decided to start that show with the Disneyland brawl that happened in 2019, just because I was like, that is a crazy, crazy story. And personally, I wanted to talk about why it took security so long to actually get to the fight when everybody else was talking about there is a fight going on. Like Joe Rogan was talking about how the guy had no form. 
<laughs> which is funny critiquing a a, a novice fighter in the middle of a, a very childlike haymaker so i thought that was funny your podcast actually covers basically anything disney not not just the parks yeah because i mean if i like you know one property of it i'm going to probably like something else so if i like movies Odds are the video games, I'm going to enjoy them, so I play them. So very rarely do we ever get to talk about video games, though, because not many of them come out. But for the most part, the way the uh, the main show is broken up, uh, we come in, we have the introduction, we talk about uh, the parks, then we go right into... Nope, that's not true. I don't know the, the layout of my own show. We do movie news and entertainment news, then we go into the parks, and then we go into resorts. And then if we have a featured presentation, something big that we're wanting to do, like a top five or something, like me and a friend of mine just did a top five Pixar movies, that comes at the end, and then outro, and then we're out, and we're done. <laughs> if you were to ha have your ultimate Disney vacation, how would you plot it out? What would you want to do? Oh, man. My ultimate Disney vacation? Well, I guess you'd have to start with your resort, right? I would say I would say Animal Kingdom. A lot of people would go, oh, Contemporary, Polynesian, Grand Floridian. And I, I completely get that. They're so close to Magic Kingdom. I mean, you can literally look out your window and see it. But for my money, Animal Kingdom Lodge is such a cool resort. It's such a it's a it's a literally dark resort where just it's very lowly lit and I really enjoy the atmosphere. They have great restaurants on site. They have amazing rooms. Their rooms are really, really well done, like just in terms of decoration. And then the beds and the beds are so soft. Like <laughs> It sounds ridiculous to say that. Like, oh, of course they're soft. No, some of the resorts do not have the best beds. This place has an amazing bed. And so, like I said, in Contemporary and Polynesian and Grand Floridian, you can look out and look at the castle over at Magic Kingdom. At Animal Kingdom Lodge, you can't see Animal Kingdom, but you have a savanna right outside your window if you have a savanna view. My parents are DVC members, and I've been lucky enough to stay in some of those rooms, and it's, it's awesome, dude. You open up your balcony... And there's giraffes standing there, there's zebra down there grazing. It's really, really cool, especially if you like animals. Do you have uh, favorite rides, most favorite rides and least favorite rides at any of the parks? Oh, of course. Of course you do. You have to have your, tops, your top favorite and your least favorite. My top favorite is, my top favorite at Animal Kingdom is one that, it used to be a grand source of contention for me and my co-host. Uh, it was this ride called Dinosaur. And for anybody who's familiar with Disneyland, essentially it's a clone of the Indiana Jones ride out there. But it's all themed around dinosaurs and extinction and all that kind of stuff over here. I love that ride. I love that ride a lot. Um, the atmosphere to it, just a lot of fun. It really sucks you into this whole story that they're telling you of you're going back into the past right before the asteroid hits. It just, it really, it sucks me in. Every single time that I ride that ride, 
I am transported into the past. You know what I'm saying? And that's exactly what they're trying to do. Not to mention, it is the ride I've ridden it. It is the ride I've ridden the most in a row. So I was meeting some friends over in Disney Springs at 12:30, and it was about 10 o'clock. And I was like, I want to see how many times I can ride dinosaur in a row because the park was just dead. It, there was nobody there. It was great. I rode it 25 times in a row. <laughs> Holy That's <cow>. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. That's my favorite right there. You go over to Hollywood Studios. Um, I'm tempted to say Smuggler's Run, but if I'm being honest, it's Tower of Terror. Again, the atmosphere is just really cool. And it's such a creepy ride because it's all about a just a beaten down and run down and abandoned hotel. So you have cobwebs floating around and stuff like that. It just looks eerie. I really like that kind of thing. Not not to mention, it's a really nice transition, I guess you want to say, or uh, difference, there you go, from the rest of Disney World. Because I think the only other ride that kind of has that same look and feel to it would be Haunted Mansion over in Magic Kingdom. I know you said earlier that you know you don't really do insider tips on your podcast, but since you've been going since you were two, I imagine you probably have maybe certain park rituals that work for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> like, there's certain, there's a certain flow to my day when I'll go up there. If I'm like, hey, I'm going up there for the day. I'm going to get there at the opening of the parks, and then I'm going to go to close. I'll go and do Animal Kingdom first thing in the morning because it's a fairly quick park. There's a lot of shows there that you can see and a lot of them are really very good like the lion king the festival of the lion king i'm sorry and finding nemo the musical if you're not wanting to watch the shows though there's probably five rides i think off the top of my head it might be more now with pandora open but if you can ride it flight of passage the safari right away mount everest and then dinosaur and then i'm out i can really get in and out of animal kingdom before 11 o'clock 11 30 then I'll either go over to Hollywood Studios or Epcot, just depending upon what I'm wanting to do next. Um, Hollywood Studios is just a lot of fun if I'm going to go and say, hey, look, I'm going to get something really quick for lunch. I don't care what it is. I want to hit a bunch of thrill rides. But Epcot is really nice if I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm really hungry. I want to sit down, take a little bit of time. Even if you're getting something from a quick service restaurant in Epcot, the food is actually very, very good. The food is really good, so you can sit down and take your time and really enjoy it, even if it's somewhat cheap. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Well, for Disney standards, anyway. Um, <laughs> and then they have some good rides there, too, as well. You know, they have Test Track, which before Dinosaur was my reigning champion for highest number of times in a row, and that stood at 11. Uh, that was during ESPN The Weekend, though, with Extra Magic Hours. <laughs> then go over to Magic Kingdom, finish out the day there. So out of all the Disney places that you've gone to, is there anything that you feel that you still have to conquer? Oh, man, there's so much. There's so much because, honestly, I do a lot of Disney, but it's all Florida-based. You know what I'm saying? I have gone, I've gone to most resorts here in Disney World. Uh, I was actually lucky enough to get on a Disney cruise a couple years ago, and that was a lot of fun. 
that was more fun than I thought it was going to be. You know, I, when I went, I was 25. Yeah, I was 25. And I was assuming that there was going to be just a small herd of children on this ship. And there really wasn't like, I mean, I would see kids every once in a while, but it wasn't nearly as many as I thought I was going to see. Um, so it wasn't like super loud. It wasn't super in your face or anything like that. And the theming of the ship was like beautiful. It was more pretty and elegant as opposed to, hey, this is Disney. This is a theme park. It's in your face. So if you walk around, you would be able to see and find Mickey and Donald and Goofy hidden in places. But if you weren't looking for it, it just looked like a very elegant ship. It was really cool. But aside from that, I have never been to Disneyland. I've never been to Paris. I have never been to uh, Shanghai, which I really would like to go there someday. Uh, Tokyo Sea, Tokyo, none of them. I haven't been out there. So at some point in my life, I would very much like to get out there. And I almost got out to California this year in March. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen now. Well, at least you know the weather's always good there, too, so that's that shouldn't be a problem. Exactly. So, you know how Disney Plus came out last... Well, I don't know if you know this or not. Disney Plus came out last year, uh, November 12th, mm -hmm. right? They had this show that they're doing. It's a trivia show. And like, hey, if you're interested, sign up. And if you're, you know, asked to come in, we'll have you and three other people take photos of yourselves in Disney t-shirts, send them to us. And then we'll get back to you. Well, I tried to get in there, but for whatever reason, it wouldn't accept my headshot. The first one that I try to upload. So I couldn't get in. But my uncle got on there and he uploaded it and they got back to him. They wrote, they wrote him back. So then it was going to be him, myself, my little cousin and my sister-in-law. And we were all going to, they were going to fly us out to California if we got chosen. But unfortunately, we just didn't get chosen and that makes me sad because <laughs> that was really exciting i was like holy crap i'm about i might be on a trivia show that'd be really really cool and you're planning on doing a trivia tournament for your own podcast right um yeah i am actually i've been working on that since october it's a little difficult to uh to get everyone's schedules hammered out but what ended up happening was i got on reddit and now I have everybody that I need, and I'm just getting the episodes recorded, and I'm going to upload them all for hopefully March Madness, because it's supposed to be a 16-person trivia bracket. Trivia is always fun, and it's something that every Disney fan seems to really, really enjoy, you know? Like, I have a number of different breweries down by me, and anytime they do a Disney trivia night, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to that. I get off work at 5. I go over there. People are like, I've been camped out since 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And it's full up, and I can never play. <laughs> they never have any more spaces. Now that I'm married again, though, I might send my wife there and be like, listen, go do my dirty work. Get to the restaurant at noon. Sit there all day. I'll give you my card. I'll buy you lunch. <laughs> Back to now, you got it all planned out, right? Oh, yeah. It's all, it's all up in my head. Disney Plus app has been one of the biggest downloads of the past six months, they said, on uh, telephones. Oh, I 
believe that 100%. So are you a big fan of the programming that they're offering? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, just Mandalorian by itself was worth me getting Disney Plus for you know at least the first two months. Or two months? Yeah, two months. But even aside from that, just they have all of these old shows on there that I used to love. Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck is by far my favorite Disney character ever. And he gets no love. He gets no representation. He needs he needs more love in the parks. <laughs> they had him in the 90s cuz he was a, he was a 90s show, you know what I'm saying? Like the Disney Afternoon. So I would come home from I would come home from school, watch Batman the animated series, follow that up directly after with Darkwing Duck, which is essentially a parody show of Batman, and it was wonderful. It was wonderful. And they have that on Disney Plus now. They have a well, they actually had that on day one, so that made me really happy. That was actually the first thing I watched on Disney Plus. <laughs> and there's been a lot of hype over The Mandalorian. Is that basically like a pre-Star Wars show? Not a um, not a pre-Star Wars. I guess it depends upon your definition and where you're talking about. But it takes place between Episode 6 and Episode 7. And Episode 7 was the first episode that the new Disney ones kind of put out. So it ends up being right at the very beginning of this new trilogy. And it was, it was phenomenal. Like just since the show has ended, it's made me really sad because I have nothing to look forward to on Fridays aside from the weekend. But it was always just a little bit extra. I was like, oh, dude, the show's coming out today. I can't wait. Me and my wife had a, uh, a bit of a, a ritual. I come home, make dinner. It's usually steak on Friday, so that was good. And then we would watch Mandalorian together. And, man, I miss it. I miss it. I, season two is coming out, so that makes me very, very happy. I guess you have to kind of take it in on uh, little pieces to, to kind of oh, savor no. it a little bit, right? Well, they weren't putting them out in, you know, season one. Like, the way that Stranger Things does, so you can binge, binge the entire series in one night. Mm -hmm. You can't do that anymore. Not with, you know, The Mandalorian anyway, because they were just releasing it week to week to week, which I liked. I thought I wasn't going to, but I ended up liking it a lot more than than I thought I was going to. So it gave me something to look forward to. It gave me something to talk about with my friends, my family, and uh, it was just it was really exciting, which you don't have that excitement anymore about TV shows. I mean. You have excitement for, like, say, Stranger Things for about a week, right? Everyone's watching the show for about a week. And then if you don't watch it within the first couple days, you have to do one of two things. Either stay offline so that way you can watch the show without any spoilers or wait, a, you know, four, five, six, seven months. That way you can watch the show after you've forgotten all of the spoilers <laughs> that you've <laughs> taken in. <laughs> Almost like you get a fresh look at it. Exactly. So uh, what things are coming up in your podcast? It's kind of hard to say uh, just because of the way that it, the show is. The show is not so much a, a planned out show. Like we plan it out for two weeks at a time because the main show comes out, tries to anyway, every two weeks. Um, so 
whatever happens within those two weeks, me and my co-host, his name is James, will sit down and talk about. So I have that. I do have, like I said, the trivia the trivia tournament coming up, and that's going to be in March. Uh, I am trying to get another podcast off the ground that kind of ties into the Disney show called Grim Story Nights, where we do full audio dramas of the different Grim stories that we're doing, or that there are, you know? Sure. We started off with uh, Little Snow White, and act- that one is actually completely done and ready to be listen to it's actually up it's episode 16 i think of the main show and i gotta be honest um of everything that i have done with my podcast so far it's probably the thing that i am most proud of because it was the thing that took the most time the most effort and it was something that i feel when you listen to it what i was trying to get across really did end up coming across you know what happens? I think once you get started with doing podcasting, you know, you're kind of taking baby steps and seeing what you can do. And then your comfort level goes up. And then you know that, you know, I think you got a lot more confidence when you can do something with like a higher ambition and probably doing those stories too and giving it the right touch has got to definitely take a lot of work. Oh, oh, <laughs> Little Snow White. Um, once I got going on it, I finished it in about three to four months, you know, all said, you know, all voice lines done, all of the editing put together and all that kind of stuff. But it took me to get to the point where I was actually going on it. I had thought about doing it for about two years (laughs) just because I didn't, I wasn't set up properly to actually get it done and get it done how I wanted, you know? And if I'm not able to get it done the way that I want it to, I would rather just not put it out because it's not my vision. You know what I'm saying? It's not what I wanted to put out. Absolutely. But you're definitely right, though. Like, once you get going, you're like, I wonder if I could do this. Right. I think I can do that. Oh, my God, I can do that. And then you just keep going and going and going. The problem is when you start getting so many, um, I don't want to say successes, but you know, something, let's say, let's say, put it that way. Success is under your belt to where you're like, I did this and this worked. I did this and this worked. I did this and this worked. You can start to take on too much, you know? (laughs) At one point I was recording seven, seven different shows, five days a week. I work full time. I don't do podcasts full time. (laughs) Wow. It was a lot. (laughs) So I had to step away and just focused back on my Disney show, and that's it. <laughs> okay, so when you're not creating seven days a week for your podcast, what podcasts <laughs> do you like to listen to, Bryce? Oh, man, so many. So many. Like, I I started with podcasting because I just enjoyed listening to them. Uh, Serial was the one that just got me into podcasting in general. Um, I actually remember this because me and my family – me and my dad and my brother were going up to New York. And two days before I left for New York, I found Serial. And at that point, I think there was five episodes out. Well, in two days, I went through all five episodes and I was so angry with myself 
because I had a two-hour flight up to New York and a two-hour flight back. And so I was like, oh, I'll just listen to Serial on the way up there. That'll be great. And then, well, I'm done with Serial now. What else can I listen to? And then I found a show called Welcome to Night Vale. Uh, I like very strange and odd things, almost Cthulhu-like strangeness, where, hey, this is happening. It's odd. We're not going to explain it to you, and you're just going to accept that this happens all the time. Like, that kind of storytelling I find very interesting. And the way that uh, Welcome to Nightville does it, it's all through, like, a radio show. So it feels correct. It almost feels like you were driving through a town and you're just flipping through the radio and you're like, what's this? Because it starts you off in the middle of a story. <laughs> it's weird, but it's great. I was going to say, we have a portion of the show called Shameless Self-Promotion. Shameless Self-Promotion. And that's where you get to tell everybody how they can follow your show or get in touch with you on social media. Huzzah. Well, you can find me all over the place. I'm on Facebook. I'm on iTunes. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. And I'm on Twitter. Uh, You can find me on Facebook. Just search the Nocturnal Disney Podcast. You'll find my little group and go ahead and join. Always, uh, Always happy to have you. You can find me on Twitter at Disney Nocturnal. And you can find me on Instagram at the Nocturnal Disney Podcast, all separated by underscores. Okay. And as far as my podcast goes, you can find it pretty much wherever you find podcasts. Um, My latest acquisition is Spotify. And I know that Spotify has just become a podcast aggregator. You know, you just, hey, listen to my podcast here. But it makes me very happy to say that I'm on Spotify. It feels very official, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Spotify. I've truly arrived. Exactly. Spotify <laughs> recognizes that I'm around. <laughs> but um, what's nice is, well, it's nice for me too, But because uh, I only have to pay for one. My RSS feed contains the Nocturnal Disney podcast and the Twilight Thoughts podcast. So if you subscribe to one feed, you're going to get both of those shows. And it's, it's nice because I put out far more Twilight Thoughts just because it's easier for me to just jump in my booth at like, say, 3 o'clock in the morning, rip off a 10-minute show and upload it, than to have my buddy call in. He lives in Tennessee and talk for an hour and a half. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, yeah, I have... I've been doing this version of the show since early 2018. I have 43 episodes of the main show uploaded. And since uh, July, when it, whenever Toy Story 4 came out, I believe it was July. It was either July or June. Uh, I have 35 episodes of Twilight Thoughts out. So I have a significant number of more of Twilight Thoughts than I do of the Nocturnal Disney Podcast show. (laughs) I'm about to start changing it to be that's the main show, and then the Nocturnal Disney Podcast is a spinoff, but I don't think I can do that now. (laughs) Well, he's a busy guy. His name is Bryce, and like you said, he hosts the Nocturnal Disney Podcast and also Twilight Thoughts, which everyone you listen to, you're going to have a great time listening to it. Bryce, thank you so much for coming on down to the Chirper Chalet. Dude, it's my pleasure, man. Have a great night. You too, thank you. Thank you. 
And now it's time for Sherpa Suggestions. Of course, you know what this week's Sherpa Suggestions is going to be. Here's a bunch of other podcasts about all things Disney for you to check out. In addition to the Nocturnal Disney Podcast, we have the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World Information Station, the Diz Unplugged, where I think they have actually several podcasts called the Diz Unplugged, ResortLoop.com, a Walt Disney World podcast, the Disney Magic Hour, and that has to do with a lot of the Disney movies. Disney Parks Podcast, WDW Prep to Go, a Disney World planning podcast, MouseChat.net, the Disney Story Origins Podcast, Creating Disney Magic, and of course, the happiest podcast on earth. Hey, wait a minute. I thought that was too many podcasts. much thanks to Mr. Bryce from the Nocturnal Disney Podcast. Don't mind me, I'm having a fight with my microphone switch. I really appreciate him coming down and talking about the parks and all things Disney. And you can check out his podcasts, the Nocturnal Disney Podcast, and Twilight Thoughts. I had it written down, I forgot. I'm sorry. If you're enjoying the show and you'd want to hear some more, that's really simple. Just subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And if you don't have a podcast app on your phone or your tablet or your computer, you can go to SherpaLution.com and you'll see pictures of the podcasts there. And if you just click on it and it will take you to the menu item where you'll see a listing of all of our episodes from the beginning. So if you want to catch up on old episodes and see what was happening in the beginning days of the Sherpa Chalet, you are more than welcome to. You could also contact me through the website as well and look at previous Sherpa Sheets where you can see some of my notes on the guests that we had and recommendations of some podcasts that you can check out just in case you decide that you're into a certain topic. Also, you can follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look for at Sherpolution. Nice and simple. And you'll usually see a lot of weekly things there, if not daily things, about what's going on at the Sherpa Chalet and the, the episodes that are coming up. I probably chat a little bit more on Facebook than I do the other ones, but that's okay. You'll still see what's going on. I definitely do have to step up my Twitter and Instagram game. I've also been gathering a lot more followers on social media, which I really appreciate. I'm glad that people definitely are checking the show out. And speaking of checking things out, if you have a Spotify account and you like listening to playlists, check out my latest playlist just in time for Valentine's Day. It's called Sherpa Love. It's a collection of sweet love songs. So maybe if on Valentine's Day you're with your sweetie, whomever it may be, male, female, it's not for me to judge. And you want to have a nice romantic evening, you can play that music in the background. Or even if you just want some music to relax you and put you in a great mood, that'll do the trick too. You know, this is the third playlist that I've created for Spotify for my listeners to listen to. And I think I got to put that on the website too, just so you have a link and it's always there and you can listen to it whenever you feel like it. I'm sorry. I completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I think that's a cue for me to get ready to close the doors of the Sherpa Chalet for this week and, and kindly ask Mr. Bruce if he can show everyone out. Thank you very much, sir. 
Until next time, viva la Sherpalusion. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Too Many Podcasts. Please disperse. You can go home now. I said you can go home now. Viva la Chapalition. Viva la Chapalition. <coughs> oh. Yeah, I'll come back now, you hear? <laughs>